Welcome to The Floor Fantasy and Sci-Fi Lore. We are diving into episode 3 of Monarch Legacy of Monsters. We are going to talk about the Frost Titan, whether or not he causes the cold or he was banished to the cold. We're going to talk about some of the big lore points that take place throughout the 1950s, the 1980s, and into the 2000s, how they relate to the bigger monster-verse. So if that is what you are looking for, this is the episode for you. If you're looking for one of our other universes, hit up the Patreon. Roll the intro. Do you remember the first story that was so spellbinding? It drove you to break the rules and stay up all night to keep reading, keep watching, keep playing. So good, you forgot your life and lived there. So good, the moment it ended, you asked yourself, what next? Welcome to the floor. Our goal is to take you back, take you deeper, to explore and understand more and relive that childlike wonder. Join us as we dive deep into humanity's greatest stories, no matter how they are told, through books, movies, television, even games. One of us does an in-depth research on the topic. One of us is familiar with the topic. And one of us knows nothing. So the right questions will always be asked and addressed for anyone coming into the topic, regardless of how much you know. Enjoy another world, another adventure, another spellbinding story. Join us on the floor. Welcome back to the Monsterverse. Uh, Joe had a question that we're going to answer right here. You had asked about how Bill Randa had started Monarch if... Well, so I guess I don't know if Bill Randa started Monarch. So, so yeah, uh, explain I your question. that this series was about the beginning of Monarch. But yes. when we see Bill Randa in the beginning episode when he's like running away from the giant spider, he throws his film case into the water and it has the Monarch symbol on it like he works for them. Yes, this is an older Bill Randa. Monarch has already started at this point, right? So this is him as an old man where uh, when they start Monarch, they're, they're young. They're like in their 20s. 1952 is when they start doing Monarch adjacent th things because Bill is searching for whatever killed his his family is um, destroyed his boat. Well, he, he had already found the boat, right? Well, in 1952, when uh, that's what they were searching for originally. That's what he was looking for. And he finds it. That's how he ends up meeting Kiko and Lee Shaw. Oh, it's because he, he's looking for the boat. They're looking for why this weird radiation's going on. Find out it's an ion dragon. Apparently, we talked about this a little bit. Uh, we didn't talk about it in the last episode, but apparently that weird stuff in the sky... Probably the Ion Dragon, because Titans tend to have uh, weird effects on the world. Like, they have unique effects. They break physics laws. Right. So if you see weird rainbows in the sky, it's probably because the Ion Dragon's been flying around, and that's like a trail it leaves behind itself. So it is about the beginning of Monarch, and that. but the reason like that case has it is because it's an older him. He's already started the company, and they're branding their stuff with the Monarch symbol. Yes, organization it's a government organization oh it is yeah it's a it's a branch off it's a it's a really confusing show to like talk about too because they do a lot of flashbacks 
Yeah, because they flash back to 1952, they flash back to 1955, they flash back to the 1970s when he's on Skull Island. And so they'll do flashbacks of the main characters in 2015 of their lives prior. So they'll flash back to 2013, 2012. Um, so we're, we're bouncing, going to be bouncing back and forth. So it's good that you asked that. So it's kind of a good, uh, uh, what's, the, what's the word we can say? Um, clarifier. Clarifier. Yeah, there you go. A good clarifier for people listening in. Yeah. We're going to dive into it. We've talked about episode one and two a little bit. And uh, then we're just going to dive straight into episode three and kind of go over the highlights, see if we can't talk about episode four here as well. So, Joe, do you kind of remember what has gone on so far, any of our characters, what they've yeah, been through? Yeah, so, I mean, I watched episode one and two because we have covered Perfect. Them. So now I have a, a better understanding who Kate is and, who is it, Kentaro? Kentaro. 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 Uh, her, her brother. And, uh, I, you know, I've met Lee Shaw and Kate and... At least two versions of Bill Randa. So uh, interesting uh, to note, uh, Lee is what we call Lee Shaw when he's a kid, when he's younger. Shaw is what they use in the show for when he's older. Okay. So it's a way to kind of figure out which one we're talking about. Right. I noticed that. Yeah. We watch him. Or, or maybe just in the podcast, Lee is referring to when he's young, Shaw when he's older. Yep. 10 out of 10. Uh, so what'd you think? Uh, it. Pretty good, you know. I mean, I think you mentioned being as a kaiju fan, a little bit disappointed with it because there were more, there was a lot more monarch than kaiju going on. But I mean, as as not as diehard a kaiju fan as you are, I was enjoying it. Seems pretty good. I, well, I mean, to be fair, I did also say I really enjoyed it because I do like you get the different perspective of the micro in the macroverse. Yeah. So I will admit that I was farming mats in Elden Ring while watching it, and then I stopped because. Of- <laughs> This is too good. I don't want to be doing it while I'm, you know, just farming up my cave moss and arrows. <laughs> hey, that's a good sign. You're yeah. like, I can just watch this on the side. And you're like, actually, there's kind of a lot going on here. I'll, I'll, I'll watch this. Yeah. Well, and that's that's why I could tell it was good is because I didn't want to just watch it on the side anymore. I was like, no, no, I want to sit down and just really just watch this because it's it's good. Yeah. And it's it's very in-depth. Like, they they have some complexi- complexities to it. And maybe that was why it sounded like I didn't like it, because when monsters could just be fighting, and then they'd give you a backstory about people. <laughs> they give you like, a backstory well, about people when monsters <laughs> could be fighting. That's that sums up my monsterverse. Now I feel. I mean, like it's really good. I love the show, but it is definitely a completely different uh, style. I, I I have noticed on Apple, it has been their number one TV show since probably episode two or three, like it's been the top of their list for several it's weeks It's really now. good. I, I had mentioned earlier, I think in our news episode about how a lot of people were giving it bad reviews. And I I think those are people who are like hardcore diehard MonsterVerse fans who And they don't feel like understand. you do. Why am I getting backstory when monsters could be fighting? I don't feel like that completely. But yeah, they they're just that side. Like you said, you know, a lot of times when people show up to these movies, that's what they want. They want the giant monster destroying things. They want the giant monsters fighting each other, and they're like, just fewer actors on screen, more monsters. Come on, guys. Really? You know, I'm actually I'm fine with a lot of actors on screen, but like, if there's no dialogue and they get stepped on. <laughs> <laughs> so well, I think maybe that's why Godzilla minus one does so well is that the core of the monsterverse audience 
is really just there for the big monster. Well, the story, like I just talked to my buddy, Brandon, who we had on the show for when we talked about Lorcana. Lorcana, yeah. We we were talking about like, I was like, bro, when when you watched it, did you cry? He's like, yeah, dude, I was balling. I was like, me too. Because like, the story is actually phenomenal. Yeah. They just follow like very specific people. You don't have a bunch of people on random stories. It's a bit like going to a monster truck show, but it's a bunch of interviews with like the drivers and the mechanics. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, okay. Like, that's like, great. I'm sh- be like, I came in yeah. to watch one of some trucks. There's too much cars. Why is there an interview? I don't care how the driver got into doing this. Just <laughs> smash the cars. Why do I now know his nickname as a child? Like, yeah, <laughs> it's not okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah, that's 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 how some people may or may not feel about Monarch Legacy of Monsters. Which, if you do, you don't have to watch. You can just listen to Wilson. We may talk about the show at some point. We're <laughs> <laughs> about monster truck uh, fixer uppers. Well, we're gonna be coming across our our uh, our second kaiju here, and I I thought this or Titan is he's called in this one. Um, and I thought this guy was uh, really interesting. Frostvox? I don't even know his name. I just called him the Ice Titan. All right. Well, then let's let's get into it. Episode three. Okay. So first and foremost, the team, who's I am just calling May, Kentaro, and Kate. Okay. that's kind of who we've been following. They're kind of the main story, the Randy kids. So the team finds Lee Shaw. They found him right at the end of episode two. They find Shaw. Right. Yep. And then they... He's been in a Monarch containment facility, a.k.a. retirement home, for the past, you know, 50 years or something, 40, 45 years, something about there. A very long time. So yeah, it's like an old folks home, but he's got a ankle monitor. And a lot of cameras on him. <laughs> he finds out that the dad might be dead, Hiroshi, and he's like, you know what? I'm going to leave now. And so them showing out made him decide it was worth it to get the heck out of there. I'll go figure out what happened to Hiroshi. They were really big buddies, right? And so, like, that's that's what concerns him is he's like, oh, that's, like, one of my best friends. Yeah, May asked him what his dog in the fight was, and he was like, uh, Hiroshi, I basically raced. That's my uh, dog in this fight. Right. <laughs> he's, he's my son. I want to know what's going on with him. So they escape. May does bring up an interesting point. She asks him, uh, shouldn't you be, like, 90 then? Because he was talking about some backstory stuff. And he's like, what can I say? And yeah, I got great genes. May, uh, the hacker, has some stuff pop up. Uh, she's got some personal stuff we're starting to learn about. She's running from something. Um, and so that starts to rear its head, but we don't really get a lot. It's more cryptic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shaw says they've got to go to South Korea where his buddy Duho is. Mm-hmm. And he, he needs his help. And so the team kind of just tags along for now. Uh, they find Duho and they almost get abducted by customs because they don't have passports and stuff. And they sneak over on a yeah. cargo container. They're they're avoiding detection because Monarch is hunting them. They're, they're, Monarch is trying to capture them. And so they're working really hard to avoid Monarch. Yeah, so that happened in episode two. Monarch started hunting them. And I was like, why? Why is Monarch hunting them? Yeah, great question. Because they had the files and they might know something. And also Monarch doesn't know it's doing. not like Godzilla is a secret anymore. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people like to believe he's a hoax. So they're still working on their early detection signs for this. Their father, who presumed dead, 
he is like the aficionado of information on this. I don't know. Because he's the son of basically like the big three who started Monarch. So Lee Shad, Kiko, and Bill Randut. So he was raised by all three of them. And they started and researched Monarch. And so he's he's like got information just like, you know, one of the ways that they know if he's been there or not is he leaves pencil shavings everywhere because he's constantly uh, you know, working on this stuff, trying to figure out how to predict when a Titan or a Kaiju is going to show up. Let's take a break here and uh, then we'll come back and uh, keep moving through. Diving back into it, they find Duho in Korea. They get a plane and they start flying to Alaska because that's the last place that Hiroshi was going to. They've decided like he was flying to somewhere else. He was actually going to Alaska. You know how flights work. You say you're going to one place, but you're actually going to another when you're a secret person with two families. <laughs> they figure out he's, he's going to Alaska. They fly out there and then everything starts going wacky, crazy. And so Duho switches piloting with Shaw so Shaw can pilot because apparently Shaw's the best at piloting by the seat of his pants. Everything, all the altimeters and everything's going nuts. So he has Cat Kate pull out a, a bottle, like half full of liquid and put it sideways. So he has like a physical altimeter to make sure he's flying level. Right. And this is how he lands the plane. And then this is actually wrapping up this episode. When this, this lands, they... They end up shortly after finding another plane that landed here that was got a pilot that's dead. Thank goodness not Hiroshi, so dad could still be alive. And they find a tent with, with pencil shavings in it, which is what Hiroshi and Bill Randa would do. They'd shave their pencils down with their pen knives and keep t- writing, writing, scribbling notes. Wait, notes, so notes. is Bill Randa still alive? Bill Randa is not. Hiroshi, his son, might be. Bill Randa got destroyed in Skull Island. You saw that. Okay. That was in the 70s. He got eaten by a skull walker. Then Duho notices that on the plane uh, that had crashed, there's giant claw marks. And he starts freaking out. So he goes and starts up their plane. And when he starts it up, this tremor type stuff starts happening to the ground and something comes out of the ground and grabs the plane. And Eli, do you want to explain it? Because this was so cool. Oh, this, this is the, the Frost Vark. Um... It's another Titan, and uh, it's kind of got a that splayed out mouse with like you know twelve tentacles on it, with little blue nodes on each of them. Um, walks on all fours. It kind of looks like a mole, <laughs> yeah. like a like a Titan mole. Like it's got like reptilian scales, sort of, but like mole style. <laughs> and then its tentacles will light up when it does its power move, and its power move is cool. Yeah. So this one it craves. Uh, thermal energy so it'll suck all the heat out of things and and so like you know when we first really see this happen he hits the plane that doho is trying to escape in and just freezes everything right including the pilot sucks all the heat out yeah so it just sucks all the thermal energy it can get so this thing hunts thermal energy this is its food source which is strange because it lives in the coldest place 
But do you think that's the coldest place because it lives there? Oh, right, that's a good right. point. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's kind of where this leans into. Like no matter what, where it goes, it'll suck out all the thermal energy, which is interesting. Think about it because maybe it got like banished there. Like Godzilla's like, no, you can't leave. Right. Last Ice Age happened. It's like, you're too hungry, so you have to stay here now. Yeah. yeah. And like these things, I'm not sure exactly how it works in the MonsterVerse, but I know that a lot of these asexual titans, they like if one dies, they like grow out of themselves and like, oh, rebirth. Is that from the comics? Where do we learn this? This is just uh, just Godzilla knowledge. And so that's kind of what happens from somewhere. It's not just Godzilla knowledge. Be like, I touched the movie screen and yeah, it's learned just, it's like, of the Godzilla. If you're a fan, you just kind of just know it innately. You're just born knowing it. We get this first with uh, Mothra. Okay, so Mothra, in times of need when Godzilla is suffering, comes and basically sacrifices herself to heal Godzilla. But then she gets reborn again. Okay. And then she Mothra's can do this again. One. And so, in theory, like, I'm not saying this could is true, but it is possible that uh, the the Ice Titan was destroyed or vanquished by Godzilla when he became too powerful, and now he's small and bright. Yeah, not like it was reset. Yeah, this thing is no challenge for Godzilla right now. It, Godzilla can step on him for sure. So that that was one thing that I was noticing just looking at it. Like this guy's not he's not a challenge, but he apparently caused the first Ice Age. So how's this this line up? So that's one theory. All right, let's let's keep moving through. So during this episode, I'm sure you've noticed you you jump between what is it? Uh, different different timelines. And so now we're just going to go through real quick the other timelines that we're working through. On the same timeline, we're we're following uh, Tim and Tim's friend. We later find out her name's Michelle. She's the uh, Russian quiet one, and then Tim's the loud mouth from Monarch who is goofy and awkward and tries to adapt Kate. Yes, I I, I met Tim. And then very briefly met the the girl with him. And so they're, they're, you're basically watching them figure out where and how to find the Randa kids. Right. And start piecing things together so you're getting a different view of what's going on. Um, and then back in the day, we're looking, I think it's 1952, 1955. It's when Bikini Atoll happened. Mm -hmm. So this is... 54. They've discovered, you know, something exists out there. Uh, they don't know what it is quite yet, which I, I have to just bring up one small problem in this case. So this is the first time people have cited Godzilla. And the three, Bill Randa and company, they were like, hey, go to the military. Can we have some uranium to bait this guy out? And then that way we can prove to you he exists. And they're like, okay. But they made it into a bomb. And they're like, oh, no, that's not what we wanted. And they're like, ah, we're going to do it anyways. But the thing I have a problem with is on this bomb, there's a soldier painting Godzilla's face on it with a big slash through it before uh, they've seen Godzilla. So anyway, just, but this is the first time they see Godzilla and they try to nuke him. And, you know, the, the bomb goes off and they celebrate. But as we know about Godzilla, that's not how you kill Godzilla. You don't give him a big old meal. Right. He'd be like, you guys woke me up for breakfast? Hold, <laughs> please. I just want to see if that's accurate. I want to know if there was a, a sometime before that he was seen. Yeah, yeah, give me like 30 seconds. Well, I mean, Bill Rand has got a collection of stories of Godzilla sightings, right? Right, but like the army hadn't had yeah. 
had no idea, and Bill Randa hadn't seen him. Yeah, no, right. Yeah, he hadn't seen him, but you know, he these stories came from people or were passed down in you know groups that had at some point seen him. Okay, so so here here is one thing. So in 1954, an American nuclear submarine unwittingly awakened Godzilla when it reached the lower depths of the ocean, drawing him to the surface in search of new sources of radiation. Since 1954, the Godzilla attacked and fed on American and Soviet nuclear submarines in the South Pacific, uh, with each nation believing that the other was responsible for the attacks. When Godzilla's existence became known, the American military began detonating a series of nuclear bombs in the Marshall Islands to try and kill him under the guise of nuclear testing. On March 1st, 1954, Godzilla was lured ashore to Bikini Atoll. So he was around before eating subs, and some people may have seen him. It is unlikely that they shared that with whoever was painting. Maybe they had, uh, it was kind of like folklore at the time. Yeah. Right. So it was this just giant lizard thing. But they hadn't like really talked to anyone who really saw him. Saw. Or, you know, it's just that they, writers did it wrong. Either one, we don't know. Yeah. Uh, and then, so yeah, they, they nuke Godzilla, and then we don't see him for a hot minute. After this, they they are very unhappy. Monarch is not happy with this because they nuked Godzilla, and so they don't trust the military. Uh, but Lee Shaw was, uh, made a deal with the Monarch kids and said, uh, I will tell Puckett everything you tell me, and I will believe that you will tell me everything I need to know. So he's like drawing a line in the sand, like, oh, I won't tell him anything you don't tell me. Right, so he's like, I'm going to be turning my head and we're going to you know, allow you guys to keep doing what you're doing and I'm going to tell the military what they need to be told, which is sure. less than all the information. Uh, the other main things, the other little things is they found a Godzilla footprint and they like cast it. Uh, that was to prove to Puckett that it was worth luring this guy out. Um, and then... That's yeah. That's that's going to be it for episode one. I was, exp- I mean, excuse me, episode three. I was expecting us to get through two of them, but uh, so we can get two next time. Do you have a treasure room question for us? No, we're gonna watch a YouTube video actually from that was made by. I want to tell you the guy's name so other people can check him out because this sums up how you should feel about Godzilla. So it's called Godzilla Alpha Predator, and the YouTuber's name is Crusade Five Eighty Eight. Crusade Five Eighty Eight. And the videos, Godzilla Alpha Predator. He took a bunch of really cool clips from the Godzilla shows and movies in the MonsterVerse and just spliced them all together, macro and micro. Prep me for the treasure room with this. I watched this clip, and then what are we doing in the treasure room? We're talking about how this clip purely represents the excitement and hype that you should feel when entering a Godzilla or MonsterVerse movie or TV show. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. We have mentioned in the past that if you go to the Patreon page, we have collections of all the different worlds and pieces of lore we have covered. For example, if you want everything we have ever done about Baldur's Gate, from the invention of D&D to Baldur's Gate 1, Baldur's Gate 2, Dark Alliance, all of that, you can find individual collections for all of those, or just one big collection containing all of Baldur's Gate or all of D&D. So everything we have covered, everything we have covered, Eberron, Marvel, DC, Alien Zooniverse, Cyberpunk, Dune, and more. We have collections for each of those worlds. And I do want to mention that on the Patreon, the only thing 
behind the subscription is the treasure room content. Anything that has been released in the podcast for free is still free there. It is just a better organization of the information that the podcast app doesn't let us do. They are just a big list and you just got to type in your search words. On the Patreon, there are tags for everything. You got fantasy, D&D, creature features, Baldur's Gate 1, Baldur's Gate 2, Dark Alliance, all of that. Just an individual tag for those episodes. And as I said, we do have collections just to make this as easy as possible to find what you're looking for. We have learned in the past that a lot of people who listen to the floor, they're interested in one or two of the worlds. And they may check out one or two of the episodes when we switch worlds. But they're really just mostly interested in that. So we just want to like consolidate everything you're looking for to make it just as easy as possible to access. So... Check that out just to make your life easier. And uh, we are working at making sure you can download any of the free episodes there. So even if you're going to lose Wi-Fi or connection, you can get the episodes you want before that happens. Or just not burn your data while you're traveling to and from work or whatever else is you do while you listen. And uh, thank you. I hope you continue to enjoy the show.